You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Deacon Paul Trine, and we're excited to have you listening. I think um, we're going to transition from... Oh, from more of a Catholic education focus, now we're going to move towards a, I think, probably even a little bit more timelier focus with uh, the Easter Tritium upon us and uh, Holy Week upon us and, and this idea of forgiveness, this idea for, of carrying our own cross. And um, we're just really blessed to be able to welcome to the Real Presence radio audience Father Tom Hartman. Um, Father Tom, why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself? You're kind of unique. He is. Yeah, well, you know, of course, I have been on the radio here before, and so some of you may remember that uh, I'm the priest that actually has the children, right? So some people related to that, or or I'm the priest, uh, or I'm the priest that was was married and divorced, right? I always have to say, I have to to add in there, I'm also the priest who had his marriage annulled, right? (laughs) And so, but... But yeah, so right now I'm the priest in um, uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in uh, Groton, South Dakota, and in Turton, and then I serve at the Newman Center in Aberdeen. Uh, I've just been a priest now, going on into my, uh, just ending my fourth year. But as I said before, you know, I was, uh, I was married at a young age, divorced at a young age, raised my two children, Isaiah and Natasha. And, uh, of course, after they were raised and older, I went off to seminary, and of course, with the bishop's permission and his discernment, he ordained me a priest for our, for our diocese. Uh, I also have the joy now of not only being a father, but I'm I'm a grandpa too. You know, so Yay. I have yeah, so I have two grandchildren, Gavin, who's 20 months, and now Grant, who's just two weeks. So Aww. it's an exciting time in my life for sure. So. Yeah, amen to that. That's awesome. I just, uh, I'm a young, I'm a young grandpa too. So yes, you are. Uh, we're we're here to talk about now. Uh, uh, I guess <clears throat> there was such a strong response when you came. Uh, the Abbey of the Hills, where we're where we're, we're um, broadcasting from today, is a retreat center that's in Northeast South Dakota, and we do every month we do what we call a day of rec of of recollection. Uh, it's an opportunity for folks to come. It's free. You throw in a few dollars for lunch and stuff like that. But it's an opportunity to learn more about our Catholic faith and to share community. You know, to, to learn of our of our faith. This beautiful this 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 gospel faith of ours, and then share this community. And um, Father Tom came earlier this month, like I mentioned. And shared his topic was on forgiveness. His uh, kind of more like a personal um, witness journey of forgiveness. How about if we talk a little bit about that, Father? Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. Kind of as I think about the whole introduction, uh, people probably already assume that this idea of forgiveness is actually going to be uh, as a result of how I had to work through the divorce, right? Mm. But actually, it, it didn't. It, it, it actually came earlier in my life. And, you know, the reason I think, uh, again, it came earlier in my life was to give me the grace of how to choose to live when this cross came of the divorce. Uh, but okay. the story was that actually I was at a, 
uh, high school seminary, and I had gone off my junior year to go into this seminary. And in some ways, I had my vision, right? My vision was that I'm going to discern the priesthood. I'm going to have this community of brothers that I can live my faith in peace, and all is going to be beautiful, right? And yet, at the same time, what happened was that there was that idea of community and this and that, but what happened was there were a couple guys there that just did not like me, or or you could say in some ways uh, I was probably just a, a product of someone being bullied. And, of course, having a melancholic temperament, I, I just took these things so deeply to the heart that in some ways after that year, I came out just angry, right? Mm-hmm. In some ways I was, I was angry and filled with hate for these two guys and the one in particular. And in some ways I was also just angry at God, you know, wondering, God, you know, here I go to try to do this, to live this life for you, and then this is how I'm treated, you know. So so in some ways I, I would say that that was where this idea of hatred and unforgiveness really seeped into my heart. And so when, when that seeps into your heart, it's tough to live the faith, right? It's tough to live this relationship with God um, when you're struggling with hate for someone else. So, so well, anyway, I think so many people carry that same cross, you know, I, of of this is I had it all planned and it all looked perfect and it was going to be for the betterment of you, God. And then you throw this wrench into the middle of it, and how does that make any sense? Yeah, and it's. True, you know, you take a look at just the aspect of, well, we take a look at the idea of divorce, you know, someone being left or the person being hurt that made them, right? That uh, that's a real thing that they have to work through, that there's this anger or hatred, and that wasn't their plan when they got married, right? And, you know, I think the, the big thing is, is that all of us have maybe that suffer from this, have an experience that we can't say someone was greater than another's because if it, if it affects us and hate seeps in, it doesn't matter how it seeps in, right? Mm-hmm. And the call is the same. The call is to forgive, you know, and that doesn't, that's not necessarily easy. Uh, you know, for myself, I have to tell you that it actually took uh, from the time I was 17 until I was 21, and I was actually even in this journey back to the Lord. Uh, But what ended up happening was that I ended up in the Sioux Falls Penitentiary. Uh, Of course, that was just to make a retreat, right? And so, but I always like... I was like, I didn't know you went to prison. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just like to add it that way, right? It adds to the kind of ambiance of the story. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, you know, and it was actually with a a group of guys from Martinville, you know, of course, Deacon Paul's familiar with them all, you know, that, and one of them was my brother, Bill, invited me into this retreat. And in the midst of this retreat, the first day, the theme was die day. You know, what do you have to die to? And then the idea was that you got up and shared with your brothers who you're making this retreat with, uh, not only the brothers that were helping with the retreat, but the prisoners themselves. And I got to tell you that in this room where we were supposed to get up in some ways, share from our hearts. I can tell you in that room filled with prisoners, not many of them were getting up very fast, right? <laughs> and, 
Anyways, there was just a moment in there where the Lord just said to me, your gift is your honesty, you know. And so when I got up, I went up there, and I was just sharing this idea of this, and they saw it, this reality of this hate in my heart. And when I was able to express that in front of everybody, and then I said that this is what I have to die to, you know, of course, I'm, I'm in tears, right? But all of a sudden, the Lord poured out of me more than just that hate for this young man. It's almost as though the Lord poured out of me uh, the anger that I had for many things throughout my life, right? And I knew in that moment that I would never hate again. It was just like I knew that I had received a gift in that moment. And so that's why I say in some ways it prepared me uh, for when the time would come that my wife would leave, right? Um, I was reading on the Feast of St. Joseph, if I can read this quote for you. Uh, it's from St. Bernardine of Siena. He says, there's a general concerning, there's a general rule concerning all special graces granted to any, any human being. Whenever the divine favor chooses someone to receive a special grace or to accept a lofty vocation, God adorns the person with all the gifts of the Spirit needed to fulfill the task at hand. You know, and so I really believe that the Lord gave me that gift at that time in that in my life to forgive because he was preparing me for what was about to happen you know and it wasn't long after that that i had gone through the divorce and so the question wasn't about uh the question wasn't about um forgiving forgiving my wife the question was okay lord now how do you want me to love her in that? right mm. because when your heart is changed when your heart forgives and you've experienced it, you know you never want to go back to it because it held you bound. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So looking back, um, your your journey ended up in the priesthood still. Why do you think God took you on this separate path? How has it made you different as a priest? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, again, I, I think this is that, this was that grace, you know, to realize that um, uh, there's so many people out there that that can relate to this story because, again, they've, mm-hmm. they've held on to hatred, you know, and yet we're called to love. And I, I just think that in this, in this gift that I've been given, again, it was, it was a special grace, you know. And as St. Bernadine says, to accept a lofty vocation, that somewhere in the gift that I can bring to the priest, that I can bring this gift, that says to people, you know, you can forgive, right? And in forgiving and in forgiving, uh, your life will be forever changed, right? Your your heart will be free. You know, you can begin to live to who you're truly called to be. Hmm. You know, so. but it, it, it starts with this gift of honesty, you know, and I, and I wrote that down when you said that. Um, when you were on that retreat, you felt like you, you were the Lord talked to you and gave you this gift and you recognize this gift. That's an important part of it. Um, but it doesn't happen without an honest, honest understanding of God giving this to you and then honestly having the courage to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you share that a little bit, Father? Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I I think again, I, it goes back. I think even into this um, idea of you know having uh, have even though I had been uh, gone through the divorce, you know that prior to that, that uh, after having after having left the seminary, you know, angry, bitter, all that, you know, I had gotten into the relationship with with my future wife. And, of course, uh, instead of uh, delving into this intimacy with the Lord or going to my parents, who I, uh, who I should have went to for emotional support, I went to, uh, to, to her. And, of course, we got in this relationship, and she ended up being pregnant her senior year of high school, and I had just graduated, right? And I just remember in that moment that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Lord spoke to me a couple times. He said, "He said, are you doing that well without me?" Right? So, <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, that's a powerful sentence, right?" And I had to be honest with myself. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't again um, doing that well without Him. In just <laughs> that moment, I realized that it was better to suffer with the Lord than to suffer without Him. Right, Amen. and that was a beautiful realization for me. And then at that same moment, uh, I always said that there was that priest, Father Wilford, who invited me to Fargo at that time to drive him back, um, back to uh, from Fargo for a cancer treatment. And I was able to share with him this predicament I was in. Right, that I had to tell my parents that my girlfriend was pregnant, and when I was sharing with him what happened to him, I was crying, and he pulled me. Oh, told me to pull over on interstate, and I thought he was going to drive because I was in no condition to. But instead, he reached in his glove box, and he poured, pulled out his stole, put it around his neck, and he said, that's the most beautiful confession I ever heard. And he absolved me of my sins on I-29 that day, right? And so I just knew that I was back and that the Lord was, was really calling me uh, to change my life, to really direct it with and toward him and so just in, I think in those moments, I just learned that not only do I have to be honest with myself, I have to be honest with the Lord where I'm at, you know. And so he still made me wait a few more years after that before I came mm-hmm. to this complete forgiveness, right? So I had yeah. to journey with him. But I think there was just that honesty and prayer that, Lord, I'm not getting over this very easy, you know. Yeah. And so, so in that moment... I, that was when he gave me the gift. You know, your gift is your honesty. Just keep uh, keep being honest before me, honest to others. You know, so Beautiful. I don't know We're if that answers with- that question. It does. We're talking, folks, we're talking with Father Tom Hartman. He's from the Sioux Falls Diocese. He's going to be transferring down to St. Michael's Parish in Sioux Falls this summer. Talking about forgiveness during this really, really, really holy week. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. I want, we want to certainly follow up on uh, the gift of honesty, holding on to hatred, but yet being called to love and forgiving. So stay with us, folks. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? 
This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. If you are experiencing depression, anxiety, or suffering, especially from grieving, how can you find healing? I'm Father Chris Alar. While you should first seek professional help when needed, there is a roadmap that can help you to live your life again, and it is called the Spiritual Principles of Divine Mercy. First, come to admit that you are powerless over the loss of your loved one. Second, come to trust that Jesus can restore your life to manageability. And third, make the decision to entrust your will, your life, and your loved one to the loving care and protection of God. Join us and learn more about how to apply these healing principles in your life. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Deacon Paul Trine, and we're glad to have you with us today. Heather drove up from Sioux Falls with a a lilt in her step. (laughs) And a little bit of wind in my hair. coffee, yeah. It was a (laughs) chilly trip up. A little windy. windy. We're here at the Abbey of the Hills. We're in um, northeast South Dakota, not too far from Millbank, which actually is where our our speaker, our our guest today, Father Tom Hartman, is originally from. So welcome, Father Tom. It's great to have you again on the radio. We're talking... Yeah, we're talking today... um, about forgiveness, and you know, for those that are just joining us, Father Tom talked about a point in his life, early in his life, early in his life, where God spoke to him to say, your gift is your honesty. Your gift is your honesty. And holding on to hatred versus this, this struggle or this, this, this call to love. Holding on to hatred versus this call to love and how how you felt this to be resolved in your life. And you, you used one particular example, um, which even preceded a, um, your relationship with your wife that ended in a divorce, and annulment, I'll be quick to add to that. But let's, if, if you could, let's tell the rest of the story, because even though I wasn't at the Day of Recollection, so many people shared some of these things. Hmm. With you should, should have been there. It's, 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 share the rest of that story about that. You know, you hear you're, you're the 17 to 21-year-old, bullied, melancholy, um, because of the way you were treated at this, at this seminary, Cardinal Minch, right, uh, up in Fargo. And eventually you stepped away from the seminary. But I think there's a rest of the story story to this, isn't there? Uh, sure. You know, so... So yeah, so of course I, it's never a short story, but in a, in a shorter form, you know. So I did, 
uh, as a as a young guy, just just now, okay, Lord, how does this look like? Where are you calling me in this? And of course, you think that uh, the right thing to do is to get married, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, in this in this aspect that you get married, um, there is still that part of you that, like, okay, did now that I have come back to my faith, uh, is this idea of priesthood still there? You know, and I think that this was one of those realities that Becky had to uh, kind of work through herself, you know, and I don't think that was uh, uh, easy for her. And so uh, I think there's probably some intuition on her part, right? There's not as much with us guys, but with the women, they have a little bit more intuition this way. And so I think there's part of her that just uh, knew that maybe the Lord was calling me for something else and, you know, maybe not sure what, and I don't know if she could just live with that, that reality. And so, I, of course, I always say that uh, in some ways, this after we got married and we had these two kids, uh, and, of course, I'm really trying to embrace and live this faith, maybe there was some aspect of that in there. But so we did get married and uh, ended up, uh, of course, at just um, five years of marriage, ended up divorced. And, of course, the question, again, as I said, wasn't about Lord uh about being angry or being uh, hating. It was more a matter, okay, Lord, how are you calling me? How are you calling us to continue to love in this? And, of course, uh, uh, I can tell you that this is uh, an experience that I had that you try to do everything you can do to make things come back together, right? You're kind of that, in some ways, that desperate person, and you're trying things on your own, and nothing's working, right? And mm-hmm. there's that point where you have to surrender it to the Lord, you know. And there was a part where somebody just sent me a card, and the card was called Broken Dreams. And the card said, As children bring their broken tears or broken toys with tears for us to mend, I brought my broken dreams to God because He is my friend. But instead of letting Him at peace to work alone, I tried to help in ways that were my own. At last, I snatched them back again, and I cried to God, How could you be so slow? God replied, My child, what could I do? You never did let go, right? And from that moment on, it was just like, Okay, Lord, I'm just going to love. And wherever this leads, Lord, I'll follow. And, uh, you know, through the years, I began to discover that I did have this heart that was just a, a heart that wasn't meant to embrace one person. It was meant to... Uh, love more, you know, and I realized God had given me a, a priestly heart, you know, so so at about uh, 34, I just uh, decided to quit dating, doing any of that, and uh, when the time came at 41 for me to enter seminary, uh, I can tell you that a lot of people have struggles in their discernment in seminary, but for me, the whole experience was peaceful, right? Like the Lord had just given me a grace that uh, I knew that this was where I was being called. doesn't mean that it was all easy, but I, there was a piece of having been called there. Um, do I have a minute to tell the final story that I think is just a beautiful grace? Yes. Yeah. So well, when it came time after I was ordained a priest, it was time to open some gifts, and I was at the Abbey, right? We rented the whole facility, and my family filled almost every room. And He's got a big family, <laughs> folks. He's got a big family. <laughs> we do. But it was it was an awesome experience, and I was opening these gifts, and one of the last gifts I opened, uh, on the box it said, uh, to Dad, from Isaiah and Natasha. 
and of course my children. And then below that it said from Becky, James, Michaela, and Erica. And that was, of course, um, her uh, the other side of the family, Becky and her husband and other two girls. And when, when I saw that and I opened it up, and there on the inside was this beautiful Mary investment. And it was just as though the Lord had said to me, she, I make all things new. You know, the fact that I could receive a gift and that they could give me a gift like this just showed that how the Lord brings healing in our life. So it was just one of those profound moments. And I, I can tell you, being that emotional guy again, <laughs> it, it brought me to tears. But it was just such mm. tears of joy. So Yeah. Beautiful. It is beautiful. Well, we've had Father Hartman on sharing his story of forgiveness. Um, do you have any recommendations for those that may be listening? We only have about a minute left. How to begin the journey to forgiveness? Yeah, you know, again, we have to spend that, that time in prayer, continuing to ask the Lord for that grace. You know, go to the Eucharist, and in the Eucharist, when you're going to Mass, bring that intention before the Lord. Lord, I am really struggling uh, with this idea of forgiveness, you know, and especially to whom it is. So, Lord, I ask you to heal me at this Mass. But, Lord, if you're asking me to carry this cross a little longer, you know, we got to use Jesus' words. Not my will be done, but your will be done. Uh, three principles of healing. If you want to live, you have to forgive. If you're going to live, who are you going to live for? And finally, not my will be done, but your will be done. And so, again, just continue to seek that grace from the Lord. And, uh, of course, the highest prayer is the Mass, so I encourage you to really place that before the Lord when you go to Mass. Beautiful. Father Tom, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. Well, it was great to be here. I hope everybody has a, a great triduum and just experiences that resurrection and new life of Christ at Easter. Amen. If you want to live, you got to forgive. Boy, take that, take that to Mass, folks, as you're going to th- Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Vigil. Mm-hmm. Easter, if you, if, if you want to live the fullness of what we're called to in our faith and in our, in our being made in the image and likeness of God, you have to forgive. Right. Your will, not mine. Well, folks, we've got more Real Presence Live right after this. Stick with us.